the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for tuning in today. In the beginning, God gave us the perfect prescription for a well-balanced marriage. Then came Satan, and the rest, as they say, is history. Be encouraged. God's word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. God has always done his part. We need to get back to doing our part. Listen with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us. In child custody cases and issues, still be kind. Some of the nastiest thing you can see on this side of heaven is nasty, ugly, low down, damnable child custody issue where people are playing games with the children. Even when even when the 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 the, the, the court papers say what you ought to do and you got people who are so rebellious, they even defy the court papers. We must demonstrate kindness to our spouse or former spouse, even when it is not reciprocated. Even when you don't get good in return. Don't do evil for evil. Refuse to do evil for evil. Uh, You in those child custody cases and all these other kind of things that as it relates to your former spouse Whatever those issues are, and they are there in many cases, listen to me, dear ones. You will accomplish far more through civility and friendship than you will through fighting, arguing, manipulating, and scheming. Let me say that again. I know you're writing. You who are dealing with uh, former spouses and all of these things, You will accomplish far more through civility and friendship than you will through fighting, arguing, manipulating, and scheming. It takes two people to do that. It takes two people to do that. They they go in there and say, you know, I see where you're going. I just choose not to go there. I just want to do what's right before our Lord. And, and, and God has been too good for me to do anything else but the right thing. I mean, you have to be the peacemaker. Number five, you are wasting your God-given energy and time trying to change your spouse. You are wasting your God-given energy and time trying to change your spouse. Therefore, stop trying to be god in your spouse's life. Ask the Lord to change you by revealing to you your own weaknesses. 
Instead of trying to change your spouse, ask the Lord to change you. Ask the Lord to help you with your deficiencies. Pray and trust the Lord to make your spouse who he created them to be. Let me say that again because that is so big. I hope you're writing. Pray and trust the Lord to make your spouse who he created your wife or your husband to be. Do I have a scripture? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. Think about that. We are, we are his workmanship. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Now, now here's, a, here's, here's a little part of this scripture I just love. So we can do the, the good things he planned for us long ago. Look at that. Underline that. He created you a masterpiece so he can do the good things he's, he planned for you even before you were born. That's exciting. Even before the world was created, God knew when you would be born, what season in life, to, he knew what parents you would have, what siblings you would have, what nation you would be born in, what language you would be speaking, what nationality you would be, and what you would end up becoming. He knew all of that. So, so we can, look, so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. Listen to me closely, dear ones. God has a plan for your husband and God has a beautiful plan for your wife and God has a plan for your children and God has a plan for your grandchildren. You don't have to step in and be God in their life. Stop being manipulative. You don't have to control them. You don't have to have the last word. You Stop. Settle down. God is sovereign. He's in control. Stop trying to play games. God has a plan and knows the purpose that he has for your spouse. Therefore, stop interfering with God's plan that he has for your husband, that he has for your wife. You may be hindering God's work by trying to mold them into what you want your husband or wife to be rather than what God has created them to be. Pray and ask the Lord to help you be patient with yourself. Pray and ask the Lord to be patient with, with, with your spouse. You both are a work in progress. You have not arrived. You are two sinners living together. You are two imperfect people who are hopefully committed and saved by a perfect God. You are a work in progress. I am a work in progress. We have not arrived. Therefore, be patient with one another. Patience is a virtue. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4a says, love is patient. If you're teaching your, your spouse something, be patient. If they're talking, be patient in listening. Be patient. Number six, 
unless there is unrepentant infidelity, unless there is unrepentant infidelity, never threaten your spouse with divorce as a means to get them to take responsibility for their God-given role in the family. I reiterate, unless there is unrepentant sexual immorality, infidelity, never threaten your spouse with divorce as a means to get, to get them to take responsibility for their God-given role in their family. Because God hates divorce, we must do everything possible to save our marriage. Did you hear what I just said? Because God hates divorce, we must do everything with the Holy Spirit's power to save our marriage. Don't be so quick to throw your marriage relationship away. And some folk do it after 40 years, after 50 years, after 30 years, after 20 years. Satan does not care. Don't you walk around here acting like your marriage is in, invincible. Satan wants your marriage as much as as now, now, as much now as he did the day you first said, I do. Because God hates divorce, we must do everything possible to save our marriage. Malachi 2.16a says, for the Lord God of Israel says he hates divorce. Therefore, never try to motivate or change your spouse through threats of divorce. Listen to me closely now. I want you to hear me like never before. Even though there are very few biblical reasons for divorce, there is absolutely nothing beautiful about it. Now, you don't hear this on television. There is nothing, absolutely nothing beautiful about divorce. Because marriage is a covenant relationship with God, every effort is to be made to preserve it for as long as we both shall live. As Pastor Rander is showing us in today's message, we must do our share to energize our marriage. Think well of each other. Prayerfully leave it to God to change what needs to be changed in our spouse. Be selfless, not selfish. Be humble toward each other. Forgive each other. Be determined to have a Christ-centered marriage and be filled with the Holy Spirit in all things. There is nothing, absolutely nothing beautiful about divorce. No one wins but the devil. The devil is the only one sitting back laughing saying, there's another one. And he make mockery, especially of Christian marriages. So it's nothing beautiful about divorce. Many who divorce, you say, why there's nothing beautiful about it? Let's talk about the ugly side of divorce. Sometimes people say, I'm going to divorce. I'm going to divorce. I'm going to divorce. Let me give you something to consider. You hear me well. You listening. Good. Many who divorce take it as personal failure. 
Many who divorce, it affects their self-esteem in a negative way. Some who divorce feel a heightened sense of rejection and feeling unwanted. There are those who who divorce, it, it, it causes them to feel all alone. When, when, when couples divorce, there are feelings of anxiety about their future and how they're going to make it from this point forward. In, in divorce, there are the emotional scars that you have to live with. In divorce, there are financial setbacks you have to deal with. In divorce, There is depression that you have to deal with. In divorce, there is bitterness that you have to deal with. In divorce, there is anger that you have to deal with. Also, children are negatively affected by divorce because their family unit is now divided and they have to divide their time between two parents. Children wonder why can't the parents get back together again? It also affects children's self-esteem and causes anxiety for them. And oftentimes children even feel it's their fault that their mommy and daddy divorced. You will also be surprised how divorce even affects adult children. Again, I say to you, there is nothing beautiful about divorce. Therefore, refuse to consider divorce in a flippant way. Refuse to consider divorce in a frivolous manner. You must count the cost. You must count the cost. Number seven. Failure in your marriage does not have to be final. Failure in your marriage does not have to be final. If your spouse have failed in your relationship through lies, or perhaps you'll, he's not, he or she is not lying, they're just stubborn. Uh, perhaps, they're, perhaps they're not stub, stubborn, but they're just selfish. Uh, they're not a good provider. They're not assuming their God-given roles in, in the family, in the marriage. It does not mean that the marriage has to end. Even, I'm, I'm going to say something even bigger. Even when there is betrayal, infidelity, and deception, it does not necessarily mean your spouse is beyond restoration, especially if they are broken and repentant before the Lord. You can go and, well, you fail, I'm out of here. And you go marry somebody else and they do worse. You know what you have, but you don't know what you're getting. 
doesn't just because you've had some calamity to happen in your your marriage does not mean that necessarily mean that your spouse is beyond restoration, especially if they have been broken over their sin. They've asked for your forgiveness. They are repentant before the Lord and they're trying so hard to make it right. First Corinthians 13, 5C says, love thinks no evil. This means love keeps no record of wrongs and does not hold on to evil done against you. Love does not keep count. Love does not hold grudges and love does not seek revenge. First Peter 4, 8 also says, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love covered a multitude of sin. That's in the Bible. You say, where is it? First Peter 4, 8, love covers a multitude of sins, your sins and your spouse's sins as well. The, 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 Uh, there's enough blame to go around. Love covers a multitude of sin. All have sin. All have come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. The same God who forgave our countless sins against him requires we give the same sins committed against us. That we forgive the same sins committed against us. Be mindful if you refuse to forgive others of their sins, your heavenly father will not forgive you. Mark eleven twenty six says, but if you do not forgive... Listen to me closely. There, there are a lot of folk, particularly Christians, who enjoy holding on to old stuff that's to the detriment of your own life physically, your marriage, your husband, your wife, your children. And every time you have a disagreement, you bring that old stuff up in a new issue today. Mark eleven twenty six says, but if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Galatians chapter six, verse one also says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. You make me sick. I, I knew it. I knew it. I, it was in you all the time. Uh-huh. It kind of, what was in you finally came out. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore, restore, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. If, if it weren't for the grace of God, you could be in that situation. Don't ever say what you won't do. That's right. All you got to do is get away from God. Get away from the words. Stop listening to the Holy Ghost. Get around bad company and you'll find yourself stooping to low down levels 
to the point that you are surprised that you even got that low. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. We will be tempted. And you will either be defeated by that temptation or have victory over it, depending on your relationship with Christ. However, bear in mind that even when we are forgiven, there are still consequences and divine chastening for sin. Some sins carries with it divine chastening. Even though forgiven, there are divine chastening. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 6 and 7, 8 says, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. How many of you know God loves you? How many of you know, first of all, how many of you know you're saved without a doubt? How many of you know God loves you? Do you not realize that God chastens those he loves? You don't whip your child or spank your child or discipline your child because you hate them, hate them. And hopefully you you regret having to do what you have to do. You do what you have to do because you love them. Oh, I just can't wait to whoop my child. I enjoy it. That's sick. That's sick. Turn turn your children in. That's sick. It ought to hurt you so badly when you have to chasten your child in love for whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. You authenticate that you are a child of the living king when you subject yourself and yield yourself to the chastening hand of God realizing that God, Father, knows best for his children. Then finally, but not the least, be mindful. If your spouse has made up their mind that they no longer want the marriage and are fixated on divorces, I'm sorry, on divorcing, Let me say it again. Be mindful. If your spouse has made up their mind that they no longer want the marriage and are fixated on divorcing you, what do you do? Pray. Trust the Lord. And let him go. Or let her go. You cannot make anyone stay married to you when they don't want to be married to you. Especially if you know in your heart before the Lord that you have done everything possible to save your marriage. You've done everything possible. You've done all that you could. And they say, I want out. And you're trying to hold them. No, I know you can't go. Don't leave me. And I'm leaving. I don't want to be married. Or, I didn't know you were going to get saved. I don't want you paying tithes to the church. I don't want to go to church. I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to give you hell if I stay. 
let them go. Beloved, God does not want you in a perpetual state of being stressed. He doesn't want you in a perpetual state of being angry. He doesn't want you in a perpetual state of being frustrated. He doesn't want you in a perpetual state of being discouraged. He doesn't want you in a perpetual state of being angry and rejected because our Lord has called us to peace. Say peace. First Corinthians 715 says, but if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. Let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases. You cannot make anyone who does not want to stay married to you be married to you. God has called you to peace. God has called you to peace. God has called you to peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He wants us to rest. He wants us in tranquility and serenity. You can't live in eternal hot mess. And all God's children said, God's design for marriage is lasting. If we take an honest look around us, we can see that marriage based on God's word are based on love and commitment and will stand no matter what. The strongest legacies are established for generations to come. Praying and trusting God to bless us with a spouse designed just for us will last a lifetime. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.